1: creator's perspective on James Bond and spycraft. In our never-ending search for interesting topics to get people's attention, uh, we thought we would go down an interesting road, Carl.
2: Well, I hope it's interesting. I'm not sure the current generation knows who we're
1: talking about, but (laughs) we'll, we'll find out maybe. I think so. I, I'm pretty sure the young generation certainly knows of James Bond. It, it, it appeals to pretty much all generations for the most part. And they keep coming out with new Bond movies all the time. So it's a, it's a tried and true uh, storyline for sure. But uh, one that I think is, you know, frankly, I was surprised that uh, creators seemed more sympathetic to this character than I thought.
2: Well, it's been used as a vehicle for divine work. Interestingly enough, and to my surprise as well. So,
1: Wow, let's get on with it then. All right. <laughs> U.S. creator James Bond is a fictional character created by Ian Fleming and the hero of numerous books and movies. The Bond character is hugely popular with a cult following that spans decades, appealing to all generations. Yet, in spite of all the hoopla, Bond comes across as an extreme loner that most would not want to call a friend. Self-absorbed, here today, gone tomorrow. As likely to seduce your wife as show up for a golf date on time. Yet he is portrayed as some kind of role model. Why is such a rogue an appealing and entertaining character? Ah, uh, women and their bad
2: boys. And, yes. uh, this, this,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> that's what I think of. You know. Well,
1: but, uh, I, I'm right there with you, Carl. <laughs>
2: well, let's let's see what creator says. You know, and also, you know, being. Worldly and uh, accomplished and having the strength, you know, to be super macho and stand up against adversaries with. a plum. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cool, calm, collected. All right. Yep. Well, this is what creator says. This character has appeal to human because everyone likes to be a winner. Everyone wants to see themselves as a hero. Everyone wants to be strong and capable of facing great challenges and winning the day in spite of all odds. So that is the basic appeal in reading stories of the heroic, the great warriors, the great champions who work hard and train and prevail against all odds against their opponent. This is not to say everyone will be willing to do the work it might take to reach those lofty heights of prowess and achievement. And certainly not all are equally adept, equally brilliant, equally athletic, equally resourceful. But this, too, is linked to why such stories about such heroes are necessary, because they satisfy the inner yearning to have a taste of what it is like, if only vicariously, in reading a tale about such a figure. And that is the essence of all entertainment. It allows a melding of conscious focus with the doings of another and will absorb the mind in the screenplay or other narrative and at least provide a taste of what it might be like to walk in the shoes of someone capable of heroic feats. Even though the Bond character was involved in very human-level activities and inter- interchanges that were sometimes violent as well as involving some chicanery, that is the circumstance of earth plane that makes such narratives not only possible, but somewhat appealing. It is not the, light, the life path of a light being, but light beings share the same desire for excellence, the same ambition the, and inner drive to reach for acts of greatness, but done for the sheer exhilaration. Not done to satisfy the ego by elevating the self over others, but simply wanting to push the boundaries, test the waters to see what might be possible, and the end result will always be shared with others so all can learn and grow in parallel, if only by walking the path of the champion and following their example. The idea of achieving excellence is universal and has great value. For that is part of the life plan intended by Creator, for all to have a unique starting point, given a unique soul makeup, and then let loose to see what they can make of it. While humans might end up competing with one another with various schemes that will eliminate many along the way to win out over the lesser lights and lead to an ultimate champion who will enjoy the goal of winner-take-all... The light beings, in a sense, compete with one another, but in parallel fashion, each with their own enterprise, and each with somewhat unique goals, perspectives, and wherewithal. Given that no two people are alike, there is no premium in matching or outdoing another. When it is unlikely, they only win out, so to speak, because of a natural endowment they enjoy, but others have in lesser measure. That is not winning, that is simply being different and confers no greater recognition or reward because those who do not match the same performance would outdo that being in another arena, another project that is a better match for their soul makeup and potentials. So in a sense, this is the ultimate expression of diversity. Achieving a kind of equality where differences are assumed, in which case they lose their significance and what matters is that people are using their abilities to best advantage and are diligent, resourceful, and committed to learning and growth and contributing to progress with a willingness to share, take turns if need be, and help one another at times, even if it delays one's personal agenda." That is a divine way of living and expressing soul growth in the highest and best way. You will not see an Olympic competitor miss miss a starting time of a match in competition because they stopped to help a little old lady who needed someone to give her assistance. But such things happen all the time with light beings. Although there are not similar competitions, in a sense, everyone is in earnest, wanting to get somewhere with many goals in mind and a fervent desire to advance. So it is always a sacrifice, in a sense, to stop what one is doing to help another. But yet it is routine and always a loving gesture of cooperation, which is exalted and shows one of the differences between the light being and the physical human in their priorities.
1: Well, creator took this opportunity to really expound on the pursuit of excellence and informs us that that pursuit continues as light beings. Um, On Earth, it's a little more, you know, (laughs) physical, I guess, uh, because of the nature of the the planet. But uh, again, this is kind of in keeping with the sympathy towards this character. I thought this was a really interesting response. I really love where he says, you will not see an Olympic competitor miss a starting time. (laughs) I laughed out loud when I read that. Yes, well, you know this is this is taking
2: the broad view, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, creator didn't just jump in and start pointing out all the de- defects and deficiencies of serving violence, serving narrow state interests or corporate interests or whatever, and the morality and ethics. We'll get to that because that is an important aspect of the story. But there's no less detail and and time and attention spent on the good qualities of oh, yeah. striving for excellence and wanting to do good and wanting to be accomplished and make something important happen with your life and your energy. I mean, that's the universal thing, as it turns out. So it's nice to know we're not just going to go and sit in a cloud and play a harp or something and <laughs> uh, and, and get bored because we've got no challenges to... Uh,
1: But if you don't know how to play a harp, it might be quite the challenge, though, Carl. Well, hey, (laughs) U.S. creator, was Fleming at all divinely inspired to create the character of James Bond? And if so, why? If not, where did his inspiration principally come from?
2: Yeah, well, I like this question. It's a pretty bold question. I would not have asked this one, but uh, because because I'm you know I'm I'm Mr. Nice Guy and not war oriented. But here's what creator says. His was a good example of a human-divine partnership. We talk about this quite a lot because it is an ideal for each human to have a partnership with the divine, and this is for many reasons, but largely to help the human get the most of their life experience, to learn and grow under difficult circumstances, but also to have not only inner resources but divine assistance at the ready and callable whenever needed. This gives the believer a tremendous advantage, but that is only as it should be given they have greater knowledge and a higher perspective. That is no different than having a larger frame and more developed muscles in an athletic competition. Those better equipped will win out. It is that simple. So, in this case, we have an author writing about a very human-level character and perspective, often involved in questionable activities, and even though on a preferred side of the competition in terms of national origin, many times there were quite violent, although dramatic, turns of events that were a major focus of the works of fiction and drew great followings because of the exciting themes, even though they were to us unsavory. But that does not mean we have no voice and nothing to say in such an enterprise. When invited, we can always add something and it might end up being a quite important aspect that otherwise would be lacking and the work would suffer. In this case, the creativity of the author was such that there was an intuitive outreach and a desire to have a higher goal in mind for the work. And that was just enough of an invitation for us to weigh in and help to keep things in a better balance, at least, so that there were clear demarcations of why the side that Bond was on needed to be the winner. And on display were not the crudest of brute force tactics and the excess often utilized through military solutions. His contributions were done through intelligence Resourcefulness, a proactive exploration, taking great personal risks to gather intelligence and help to formulate and often execute a solution that ended up avoiding a more drastic outcome, often preventing the need for war. Even though the plot involved subterfuge, deception, and sometimes violence and lethal force, There was a greater good in the end and this balanced things out in terms of the bigger picture. One always is working within a context. You are not light beings at the moment but physical humans in a material world that is enveloped in evil and orchestrated through evil means to corrupt you and misdirect everything that happens to worsen it and cause suffering. To even take part is putting the self at risk personally of incurring severe karmic penalties. So for us to weigh in and help to moderate the plot line of even a fictional work, the fact it touches on the human dilemma and scenarios that are actually plausible can be used as teachable moments to enlighten people about how to obtain a lesser evil. And to us, was worth doing in supporting these writings. We are not responsible for the ideas and the form of the subject matter, but played a key role in moderating the details in a way that raises it up, at least, to be a service in some way, not always present in fictional writings from this same genre. You know,
1: this was a surprising answer. You know, I I really... uh... I didn't expect Creator to come out and say, yeah, there's a lot of divine inspiration in this. Not, not across the board, of course, but there was an opening and Creator stepped right in and took that opening. Um, it's really interesting answer.
2: Well, and I think it's it's the idea of working against forces of evil, but using all the resources you can muster in a way that doesn't Descend into a kind of a cataclysmic conflict. Yes, of, a, a you know, that, that never ends.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, you don't want to trigger a World War Three. Right. Right. And if you can get away with, you know, as, as crude as it sounds, if you can get away with killing a half dozen people rather than, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands, well, then that's a better solution for sure. <laughs> somebody's got to do it i guess u.s creator james bond is famous for having a license to kill as if having a license somehow made killing seem okay and even laudable it's even rumored that some real life spy agencies actually require cadets to terminate a target in the field before being admitted to their ranks can creator share what the real life consequences for the real life james bonds are and the price paid by the soul for this kind of occupation all
2: right, and Creator says the following Here we get into the nitty gritty of what it means to live a life in service to dark purposes, even done for one's country and the survival of many fellow citizens. We have rather strict standards when it comes to the taking of life, and would tell you it is always wrong, but there are mitigating circumstances, and in some cases trading one life for another can serve a higher purpose. And while wrong is the lesser of evils, such things are dealt with through the fine-tuning of the law of karma, which reckons all things in terms of their energetic makeup and consequences, and we'll see that the books are balanced, so to speak, no matter what. So in a sense, being a secret agent with the so-called license to kill is making a pact with the devil, because using that license will incur a karmic penalty and no matter what and the fact that it is a deliberate choice makes it a more severe moral lapse than if one were forced into a self-defense situation where one's home is invaded or one is caught up in a war not of their choosing and has a choice to make about ending the life of an invading marauder to save their life to save the lives of their loved ones or allowing them to hold sway so we would say there are many fine points and nuances in deciding how the relative merits of actions can be viewed and sorted out in a kind of hierarchy to assign responsibility. Things are not so simple many, many times, but can be exceedingly complicated and demanding in the discernment needed to find one's path in very difficult and conflicting circumstances. But someone who chooses a life of intrigue that is, in effect, A cosmetic label put on an intention to deceive and take advantage of others to gain something for the self and one's compatriots, which could be quite costly for them and even lethal, is pushing the boundary quite hard in terms of the ethics and will likely cause trouble for that individual in what they will have to pay later on, if
1: only in another lifetime. Well, here we really are getting into the nitty-gritty, you know. Um, we've learned through this project, through multiple channels in the past, that you're, you're going to take on the karma if you kill somebody or if you do them harm. And it doesn't matter if a greater good transpires from it. You'll get good karma from that, but that good karma will not necessarily cancel out that particular deed. You're still going to have the trauma that's generated by that act of killing or harming, and that's going to have to be balanced on its own outside of the greater good that prevailed. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's it's unfortunate. And in a war-centered world, uh, we're highly conditioned to accept it as just a part of life. But Creator says different. We, we need a higher standard.
1: Absolutely. Be sure to check out lots of higher standards at getwisdom.com. Uh, you can download our prayer book which has the highest standards for prayer that will bring very effective changes in, in into your life and to the life of others get that at getwisdom.com/prayer and also check out the lightworker healing protocol you can get the ebook at getwisdom.com/lhp getwisdom.com/lhp and we'll be right back with more intrigue on James Bond and spycraft when we come back after this
0: Welcome back to this week's second segment, Forget Wisdom.
1: We are talking about the fictional character James Bond and the occupation of spycraft. Um, it's, it's, there's quite a few interesting revelations when we explore this topic, Carl.
2: Yes, well, it's, this is uh, deeper than I thought we might go. I mean, the the moral questions about spying and what it is done in response to or to act as a kind of preventive measure to gain and keep an advantage to maybe forestall something worse. You know, you can argue all day long about it and there are lesser evils, as Creator is pointing out here. But the fact there are redeeming values is an interesting discussion because the world isn't black or white. It is very much... A, a gray fog of uncertainty and balanced and out of balance competing forces and philosophies and religions and the whole, the, the whole thing. So, <laughs> it, it, this, this requires a lot of us.
1: Yes, it does. A lot to of To in- make our choices. A lot to think about, a lot to weigh. US creator, spies are not exactly turn the other cheek and always be honest types of people. But in a world such as ours, even creator would recognize the need for important intelligence gathering. When the outcome of events like World War II is almost wholly dependent on accurate information about the enemy, it would seem successful spycraft might indeed benefit greatly from divine intervention. Is this a case where the divine may be responding to the needs of the greater good, while not forgiving any harm inflicted on others by the supported spy in question? In other words, are there negative consequences for the individual spy? even if a greater good is being served. All right, and this is what Creator answered in response.
2: This question encapsulates the dilemma quite nicely, that even when for the greater good and being opposed by an enemy who would do the same or worse to you and to do nothing ensures your suffering, although a noble aim, causing harm through choice, always has a karmic liability. This will be sorted out amongst the mitigating factors, but the broad lesson of karma in this kind of analysis points to the need to make things much better than when there is a necessity to indulge in violence as a solution. What this scenario points to is an overarching need for great healing to raise up all involved so that no party would see such activities to be thinkable let alone something that represents a desirable career and a badge of honor to be a part of. The workings of human government and their politics and the cultural pressures and presumptions and prejudices often conspire through corruption to provide many triggers for conflict and acts of war to take place. This has happened over and over during history and always is a great liability for all involved. No matter how it is logged in the history books as perhaps a great victory and a turning point that allows many to celebrate, there are always other sides to the story that are unseen and these are the karmic consequences. One aspect of this struggle is any victory will be short-lived because before you know it, there will be a series of events to get another war going. And in that context, the prior victory begins to lose its meaning because it did not really lead to long-term peace, but only was buying time to enable more war to come about, more suffering, and more death. This is not a catalog of greatness on display, but a kind of depravity that humans are dragged into. It is all orchestrated to happen by the interlopers But far too many people are vulnerable to the manipulation of corruption and corrupted thinking to see using force, even in a clever fashion that is subtle and applied with pinpoint precision to take out an opposing secret agent, for example, to hamper the enemy's ability to gather intelligence and therefore win the day, still involves wrongdoing. So those who take part are in fact putting their souls at risk and there will be consequences for them, and the law of karma will demand a repayment. Such individuals who are heroes for their clandestine service may well have a lifetime where they die young or are a victim themselves, causing great loss and great suffering, and this they will have set in motion for themselves through their actions. What this illustrates is the sheer folly of the entire enterprise. And this is why such things need to be truly thought through with a coming together of differing factions to discuss their differences and work out a compromise to avoid combat at all costs. That is yet to happen for any length of time, and unfortunately, too few have the wisdom of this knowledge weighing in on their decisions.
1: Well, that's that last sentence suggests that uh, if you're going to take career advice from creator you'd probably want to pursue diplomacy rather than spycraft
2: <laughs> well yes and you know but diplomacy as well is often a tool of the warmongering state oh, yes. <laughs> and they use that as a deception to buy time till they build up their armaments and get them positioned, but then they launch a war, you know, so it's hard to be involved in any kind of power structure and get away with clean hands in the end, unfortunately. Yes,
1: unfortunately, that is true. U.S. creator, because of the importance of good intelligence in administering a nation in a dangerous and often hostile world, is the occupation of spy a good candidate for a sacrificial mission life? Where a soul goes in knowing that negative karma will almost certainly accrue, but does so anyway because the needs of the many outweigh the cost to the volunteer soul.
2: All right, and Creator reveals this, in fact, is done all the time. It is quite routine for the light worker to take on the challenge of being human knowing they will not be able to avoid such consequences when putting themselves into a society that believes in having a large standing army and other military apparatus and perhaps even a draft system. So they will almost surely be required to serve in the military as a youth. This is a sacrifice lightworkers make, knowing the odds they will get tarnished by karmic misdeeds of all kinds because they are growing up in a faulty culture and will not have the discernment they had as a light being, but more starting from scratch and will be heavily influenced by corrupted leadership, poor examples to follow, and a very low level of cultural sophistication in terms of ethics and morality." This is understood by Creator, but the law of karma will nonetheless evaluate everything dispassionately, so these are lives of sacrifice by definition, because they will incur not only risk to the soul and much suffering as a physical human, but a karmic penalty in the bargain. That is a heavy price to pay for attempting to save and heal humanity but it shows the goal must be highly beneficial and worth the cost, or no one would do it. Keep in mind that everything is healable because all our soul-based beings, they are immortal. So even an act of murder is not a permanent demise, but a temporary disruption and ongoing pursuits for the victim. That changes things quite a lot. That does not forgive the offense, if such is the case, in being a deliberate act, but it is a softening of the blow in terms of the meaning and consequences. So the karmic woundings accrued are more likely to be balanced out in a manageable way, more than one might think.
1: You know, I'm, I'm constantly reminded that Creator oftentimes looks ahead to subsequent questions. Uh, and provides a little clue about what's coming next. I think Crater did that here with the last paragraph, leading it off with, keep in mind that everything is healable. That literally anticipates the next question, which is, assuming the rules of karma apply to those carrying out a sacrificial mission life just as much as anyone, if we as humans wish to thank and honor such individuals for the sacrifice, could we do so with the Lightworker Healing Protocol? Does a deep feeling of gratitude for the target enhance the power of the protocol? All right, and Creator tells
2: us both of these things are true. The best way to help someone who has a karmic penalty and all in actuality have a huge karmic backlog, whether their lives are struggling or they seem to be blessed with a life of ease and leisure and good fortune Those are situational circumstances but belie the truth of the individual histories. We can assure you there are many, many hidden wounds that will have to be reckoned with as well as damage done to others along the way through ignorance or recklessness. So anything that can be done to assist others to lighten their load is a tremendous blessing. The very best way to do that is to do a lightworker healing protocol session for that individual because it will go to work on their karmic backlog and it will continue to work unceasingly on their behalf to peel away the layers of karmic obligation and wounding to restore the person eventually to a more balanced state of being. So to do so is a tremendous act of loving kindness. Whenever doing healing, holding a feeling of loving kindness within is the most powerful way to ensure it will be acted on with the greatest zeal and level of effectiveness by the divine realm. The divine always follows the human intention. When the motive is mixed in perhaps a token effort, maybe even done grudgingly or only for appearance in some cases of offering charity This detracts from the karmic blessings that otherwise would be earned, because the true intention in the final analysis is more a selfish one than an act of loving kindness. On the other hand, giving a gift of healing for someone who you care about deeply imbues the effort with the intention of that loving kindness you are feeling in the moment. And that will give the greatest power and likelihood of success to the work. And as a good example of all that we have been talking about heretofore, that love will triumph over evil and loving kindness trumps hostility and hatred in terms of its power to
1: change things. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I guess it's uh, Sunday, right? Yes. And... uh, you might think that James James Bond and spycraft is a <laughs> kind of a a weird uh, topic to explore with Valentine's Day coming up but look at the answer that was just given essentially what could be the best Valentine in the world but a gift of the lightworker healing protocol you know and you can give that gift to not only people that you admire and love and interact with today on a living basis but you can actually give this gift to anybody that you admire throughout history right they they could be dead and gone but they have a current backlog and you can go to work on that you can reward that person you can gift that person you can thank that person for what they've contributed to civilization to society to your growth and 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 betterment and you can gift them back the gift like rahim protocol and that will go to work on their current backlog what greater gift could there possibly be carl Well,
2: it is remarkable. And one of the amazing things about this protocol is that some of its energy is repurposed to help everyone, everywhere, about everything. So it's literally an outreach to solve the problems of history and to elevate all of humanity. And there's so much of this that's needed. The more protocol sessions that are done, the more humanity is doing something specific to help humanity's survival and future. It can't be done any other way because no other means is powerful enough. There are far too few praying, and the prayers they're making are not to the point that humanity is in danger. They're largely personal. Some are for the greater good when there's, a, you know, a civil strife in a region and that sort of thing. People pray for safety and, and deliverance and so on. But there isn't enough done for the whole of humanity and really this challenge we have of conquering evil through love, this is a big reason for the existence of humanity to begin with. We're not exaggerating. We've been told this directly. Indeed. So this is your chance to add your energy and your love
1: back to the world. I think there's an opportunity here, Carl, in that, you know, the, the protocol is is really just a big prayer. And, you know, pretty much everybody has experience with praying. And frankly, sometimes our prayers are, have a little more oomph than other times. You know, if you're praying when you're exhausted and falling asleep, it's not quite as effective. And I, I, sometimes I think that maybe if you if you had something that helped kind of boost your own emotional involvement in the prayer, and in this case, the life working protocol, anything that can help you bring that extra, that extra energy, that extra intensity on your own aspect can not only help the target that you specifically selected for that protocol, but it helps everybody that's part of the protocol, which is everybody, you know? So if you're excited about, historical personage, you've read biographies, you really care about that person and what they've contributed to humanity, if you do a protocol session for them, I'm thinking that that might energize the whole protocol session, give it some extra oomph, and, uh, and, and help make a difference on a bigger scale.
2: Well, we know that this is so. We've been told it, and this, this has come out in many different ways. And we have a group of practitioners. We've, keep, we've taught how to use the protocol. And they'll ask questions about working on this or that or the other thing. Is it worth adding this in and having some extra work done for someone as a part of the session that they're doing? And creator always says yes, because you care about those particular targets, you're going to be more energized to really make something happen, rather than working on some nebulous, nameless, faceless aggregate, and maybe you've got your own issues going on and you're just kind of walking through it, you know, doing the motions and so on. It's not gonna be as powerful a healing request as when you really care in some way. So that's a beautiful way to focus your love. Find something you really care about
1: yeah. and do a healing outreach on that person or person's behalf. Absolutely. I, I know personally myself, I have found that some of the, my most um, deeply felt protocol sessions were ones where I did them for some of my favorite musicians You know that have passed away. And uh, I know because i checked back and you've checked with Creator that I have been instrumental in, in enabling some rescues to take place with some of the favorite musicians that I've enjoyed over the years. So, I mean, you could do that with film stars. You could do that with your own family tree, you know, your grandfather. Have you done a protocol session for your grandfather lately? <laughs> yeah, you know, but there, there's so much that, that people can think about in terms of gifting the protocol, which is an act of love. And we're coming up on Valentine's Day. What, what greater gift than the gift of love, Carl?
2: Oh, I know. And I've, I've had that experience myself in uh, getting feedback. Sometimes I'll ask about a certain individual in their life and so on. And Creator will remind you, well, you did a spirit rescue for that person because they didn't make it to the light. <laughs> right. You know, I'm talking famous, famous people who yeah. you know, and they didn't make it back because they weren't in spiritual alignment for whatever reason. They struggled at the end. They were uh, in a, a bad state of mind. They weren't particularly believers and so on. So there's many road hazards. But there's many reasons to need healing
1: and to offer healing as well. Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this.
0: Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're talking about uh, creators'
1: perspective on James Bond and spycraft, and uh, we're just making the point. I think it's an important one that, you know, spies have been instrumental in preserving democracy, even in this country. You know, that comes with a cost. But one way to thank those individuals who made that karmic sacrifice is lightworker training protocol. I think that's a that's a big message, big takeaway from this episode, Carl.
2: Well, we all have. A life purpose and most people don't know they came down to be a light worker. What? Ooh, <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, never you. <laughs> had, I've never had the merest inkling or notion to do such a thing. But I guarantee you that was your intention. Because no one comes here unless they're wanting to contribute to saving and healing humanity because we're <laughs>
1: under siege. So, there it is. Saving and healing humanity is essentially the topic of this next question. In the James Bond novels and films, the villains are almost always larger than life and appear more like aliens than humans in terms of intelligence, access to advanced technology, and even especially their evil depravity. This seems like a genuine nod to the real-life extraterrestrial alliance as our real larger-than-life enemies. Is there a divinely inspired hint in the creation of these villains? All right, and Creator says the following.
2: This is a clear divine impulse level of intelligence and insight specifically to be a warning for humanity, to be critical and wary of the super rich and any source of power that acts in secret, particularly. The world is, in reality, run by the extraterrestrial alliance a group of beings from other worlds that do not belong here but want the earth for themselves and are pressuring humanity on a constant basis, causing all manner of difficulties. So this indeed is hinted at in the plots of these works of fiction where the Bond character takes on a seat of power almost unilaterally. While this could be seen as a fairy tale, wildly improbable, that a single-handed endeavor could have such overwhelming benefits and power, there was this dual purpose for this dichotomy. It was to not only show a nice tale about winning against overwhelming odds, which is always a heroic theme, but to highlight the dilemma of humanity in being a relative weakling of diminished power and capability up against an opponent of wealth and power Possessed of cunning and heartless savagery. This, in fact, is reality because these forces allied against humanity are just that. They are sociopaths and hugely corrupted. The other layer here that is depicted in the characterization of these uber villains is that amongst humanity you have a class of beings that are an alien bloodline. And these include many of the wealthiest individuals who indeed are involved in enterprises that undermine humanity in many, many ways, even while enriching themselves personally. So this is an especially appropriate and dire warning given about what humanity is up against and also why it resonates as strongly as it does, given that the life of James Bond is quite esoteric and in reality, one that not many would truly want to have, given the dangers and the lifestyle of always roaming about with no roots and no lasting love relationships and so on.
1: Wow, this is a another deep answer um, in the sense that uh, Creator is telling us that these uber-villains do represent in a very real sense our, our real-life villains, but also that There's a David and Goliath kind of story going on here where little old James Bond, a single individual, takes on this whole, you know, evil, depraved organization and wins in the end. That's that's not just fiction, people. I mean, you can we can literally be our own kind of spiritual James Bond. Using the Lightworker Healing Protocol, we can tip the scales and help save humanity against these Uber villains. It really can happen. Well, we need more davids though
2: we you do know, it takes more than one david in today's world of goliaths there's too many of them and too few of us who are awakened and in spiritual alignment so this is a time for prayer and it's a time for
1: a broad healing outreach to heal the perpetrators absolutely you ask creator some of the most successful spies in history were women how important a role have women spies played in the large dramas of human history All right,
2: Creator says, women have figured in many scenarios involving espionage all through human history, and that is because men have their women, and women have their men, so they are omnipresent, except perhaps on the battlefield in most eras. The desire for intimate partnerships creates an ideal point of vulnerability that has likewise been exploited deliberately to use women as spies to gain the trust of opponents and learn their secrets and report back their newfound knowledge. This clearly has its unsavory aspects and also the same ethical complications as much of it will involve unsavory conduct in a moral sense that will have karmic consequences. And again, it's a question of motive and choices in terms of what might be at stake in the larger picture for perhaps the lives of millions in need of at least some leverage through intelligence work that could help win the day and preserve many lives in exchange for a woman living a lie for a time to gather information. So these are complicated situations and involve much drama and intrigue, but to be sure, there are very large risks, and consequences in the many nefarious plots that are promoted by the forces of evil to create warring factions and promote civil strife and international incidents that provoke war on a regular basis to keep tensions high and increase the likelihood of a conflagration being unleashed." So. Not being normal times, it is understandable that people in authority will turn to almost any means at their disposal to gain the upper hand, especially in being in the know about what the adversary is up to as it can be life-saving. Women have often served in these roles with distinction and on balance have contributed greatly to human progress as a result. There are also some who have served the darkness, as is true of men involved in supporting evil intentions. So the discussion is an important one because the world is always hanging in the balance of these competing perspectives and the workings of evil wanting to ramp up passions, increase tensions, and get the next conflagration going, always with the possibility of the next one being the last if it truly gets out of hand and takes too great a toll to recover.
1: I think the message here is that we're all in this together, women and men, male and female, all of us have a role to play, uh, and it can be as as big as you want, essentially.
2: Well, I know that uh, in terms of the mixed blessings here and the blessing side, intelligence was instrumental in ending World War II at a less than globally catastrophic level. The cracking of the German codes that were used by the military to deploy troops and maneuver and strategize and so on, uh, was assisted by many women, in fact, as code breakers and and analysts. And that was what helped the Allies prevail. And the same in cracking the Japanese code. So let let them know where the the forces were deployed and and so on. So the spy craft has a place when you're dealing with evil.
1: Yes, and there's there's particular niches where women excel in that in that category. So I thought, I thought that was an interesting thing to explore. Yes. You asked creator, can creator share how prayer work and the light worker healing protocol can both reduce and eventually eliminate the need for spies altogether? and heal those who have both overindulged and or accepted problematic consequences as a price of service to humanity and the divine human project.
2: All right, and Creator tells us, Unfortunately, none can feel safe if listening to this with the assumption they have never been a secret agent to their knowledge. All of life consists of moral choices and consequences And people regularly break rules, overstep boundaries, underutilize their abilities, compromise themselves through acts of selfishness and exploitation, if only in small ways, and on and on. So no one is truly off the hook when it comes to karma. What this means is everyone's life is in part very much a healing journey. Many never reach the goal of doing any kind of cleanup or catch up for prior karmic wounding, but only add more. This just increases the urgency and size of the backlog. In order to truly advance and win the day and help save and heal humanity in a meaningful way, there needs to be a means to accomplish the task at hand. What is needed is healing, not an even bigger war with more secret agents deployed to tune into the enemy and learn their secrets in advance to parry their moves. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the perfect instrument for this because it addresses all sources of negativity, including the deep karmic interplay that creates liabilities and obligations that will demand a rebalancing via the Law of Karma and represent a looming obstacle, at least to immediate progress, if not an ultimate block on the possibility of significant advancement. And even more serious and high priority is healing the interlopers who oppose humanity and have hindered you at every turn through all of history. There is much we can do and much we have done to keep you going, but that is not the same as prevailing, driving out the interlopers so they'll leave to regroup and give you a breather during which you can complete your healing and undergo a glorious ascension and be free to this obstacle and risk for all of time. So we are offering you something better. It is not only in your interest to listen It is a fork in the road that will stand for all of time to define your soul journey and the progress of your soul. Are you willing to partner with the Almighty in the grandest righting of wrongs in the history of the universe, or are you afraid or indifferent or unbelieving? All we are asking of you is to say yes in the privacy of your own mind, and apply yourself to making healing requests similarly that cannot be observed or interfered with or countered or counted against you even by an enemy. That is not too much to ask or expect in exchange for greatness that will come from your achieving victory. It is a choice well worth taking
1: and we await your answer. Well, this is certainly a big call to action on the part of Creator. And um, just as Spycraft is essentially a, a call to action, Creator is engaging in a very profound call to action here. And and, and on the, pop, the topic of Spycraft, you know, secrecy and, and and going about your activities in safety and being undiscovered, Creator at this very last paragraph says that we have privacy when we use the healing Protocol and we ask for protection in partnership with the Divine. Our request to the divine will be hidden, will be shielded from those who might take exception to that activity, Carl.
2: Well, and this is quite a divine blessing when you consider what this represents. So you can do divine work and be safe at the same time. You can make a difference, a global difference, a difference for the entire Milky Way galaxy using a healing protocol like this and you will be shielded and protected. And this is the same that it's true of prayer. It's like a shield goes up. When you reach out to the almighty, no one will know and hear what your thoughts are and what you're thinking and saying to God. You must believe though. And that's a sticking point for all too many now. And that's why if you have some belief in the divine, why you're so special and needed so greatly at this point in time, most people are living token lives of little meaning or purpose, and it's wasting their energy and the light they bring in with them. They're not shining it outward. They're not giving it to anything or anyone. And they're just essentially on the sidelines. And they're going to be
1: losing out well, we're here to try to help people get off the sidelines, and if you're listening to this message, check us out at getwisdom.com. There's a ton of information. There's a ton of these shows. We did our 100th show uh, just last week, Carl, so there's there's no shortage of information for people to get into and to ponder and to begin walking that path and making a difference in this world. We are all out of time again, unfortunately. Happy Valentine's to everybody. Much love. All right. Be well.